you spent already the money to acquire that customer, why waste it? Because like you acquired the customer not to give them the bad experience, but to actually make a lifelong fan, can support the business, buy more, tell to their friends. And if you're not after that kind of recognition, what are you doing in the business event? Most business owners and entrepreneurs are secretly sick of hustling. And if you are too, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Hustle Less, Profit More podcast with me, Mickey Anderson, where we're revolutionizing success because you should have it all. Business success, lasting wealth, freedom, and fulfillment. Join me on this quest to uncover the keys to defining and achieving success on our terms so we can all hustle less and profit more. If you've been listening to this podcast for even a little while, you probably know that I focus a ton on making the most out of every sale and keeping your customers longer. We're talking about the bottom of that funnel and afterwards. And today I am so excited to have Irina Padunaya. It's wonderful though. We were just talking beforehand about how great it is for SEO because nobody else uses that spelling. So it's wonderful, but I'm so excited to have her here. Um, she's the founder of trackmage.com, which it helps with shipping tracking and customer experience. And she's going to help us dig into how to make the most of the sales we have and keep our customers longer. So thank you so much for being here, Irina. Thank you so much for having me here. Uh, and uh, yeah, for inviting to the podcast. Uh, Definitely, like the post-purchase experience is becoming more and more of a pressing need for all the businesses. Uh, previously, like according to statistics, uh, only 10% of Shopify stores, they were using some post-purchase experience uh, apps. Uh, and uh, now uh, the interest is there because, because of the recession and because of uh, customers... Uh, like the customer acquisition is not as easy as it used to be, unless you're doing TikTok. <laughs> Oh, um, the cost of paid advertising is increasing exponentially. It's harder to show up. And there's just a lot of noise out there online to be able to stand out. Um, so I would love to know a little bit about kind of your philosophy at TrackMage about how you can make the most of that post-purchase experience. Well, the thing about the post-purchase experience is that uh, in most e-commerce businesses, that part is either ignored or non-existent. Uh, it's just... Uh, so usually what the businesses think about is they think that uh, getting more sales is good, but they're always uh, looking for some new inbound traffic for new customers that they acquire either for, through ads or some campaigns and et cetera. And the budgets for those, uh, they never run out. But when it comes to customer support uh, and everything that happens after the buy button was clicked is kind of perceived as a cost. Uh, because there is, uh, like, we already got the money. Uh, we, it doesn't get better than that. Everything else that happens after the purchase uh, is just going to generate some losses. So if a customer is not happy, we will have to refund. Uh, if, uh, like, something doesn't go well, we will have to resolve that situation. Uh, we have to pay our uh, customer support representatives as well. So that's all uh, perceived as a cost. But then uh, HubSpot, uh, the leading marketing company, uh, they uh, have noticed that most of their sales, actually, they come from after the first uh, interaction with the company, after the purchase. When they nurture every uh, customer interaction to become a long-term supporter, uh, they get more sales. 
Uh, that's true not only for uh, software as a service businesses, but also for e-commerce businesses. Because if you just provide the basic information to your customers about when the order is getting there, uh, if there is a delay, if you notify them and show them additional products that they could buy, uh, all that uh, creates a better impression of a brand. Uh, and ultimately, what happens in uh, case uh, you provide that branded experience and you don't just send them a tracking number and like Google it maybe. Uh, because <laughs> in some cases I have seen it uh, that the customers, they try to literally just copy paste the tracking number and put it in Google. And Google has been working on some tracking functionality, but it's not sophisticated. So that's exactly the trouble we are in. Uh, so not all the customers are very intelligent, like, you know, like not all the customers are PhD level, right? So <laughs> that's why you have to provide the tracking information in a perceivably easy way, way uh, for the customer to interact with. And ideally, it should be on your uh, page, uh, not uh, on some uh, website like DHL or UPS or who knows what carrier you're using, because uh, that also uh, creates this brand connection. since. To be honest, uh, if uh, the customer is going to hear from you, it's probably to make them buy something again. Uh, and uh, this information is only like, it's literally like everywhere. And uh, the customers were less perceptive uh, to this uh, kind of like aggressive marketing where like, oh, a sale, a new offer, a new that, a new that. Uh, but when uh, you are providing them the order status update, we're always listening. The open rates are very, very high, uh, around 60% with even with uh, the pixels cut uh, by the like uh, email clients. But that's the thing. Uh, when the customer actually wants to get that order, they are going to write to your customer support and ask where that order is. And uh, that's very typical for holidays or some special occasions when the person is waiting for a birthday present. Uh, they are going to ask your customer support every day uh, without any uh, without any holidays. Just give my dog a second to bark. FedEx <laughs> lined up right outside. Um, it's yeah. so true. Uh, so I think you make such a great point there. And it's all about, we focus so much on reducing friction up to the point of sale and then forget about how much friction there is after someone buys. So for those companies who aren't focusing at all on that post-purchase experience, what are some of the risks or costs of not taking care of those things? Well, those costs potentially could even double your sale price or even free time. Like those costs, they could eat up not only your margin, but the entire sale plus extra. I can tell you this nightmare story of the post-purchase experience going wrong. Uh, once there was the store, uh, the print on demand, uh, I ordered a t-shirt from their website. Uh, they sent me the information about the tracking, but the package was sent to Belgium, not to Bulgaria, like a different country. All right. After that, I reached out to their customer support and I got a hard bounce. Like, uh, the, the, like this email does not exist. Like, ah, okay, great. I went to their website. I found another email. I sent to them an email asking like, guys, like, Belgium and Bulgaria, not like those are different countries. Uh, please just send it to the right address. Uh, after that, uh, I didn't get a response at all. I tried to call them. Uh, there was the autoresponder in German. 
which I didn't understand. I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, after that, like after five minutes of uh, waiting, no real person answered, like, and the call got dropped. Well, yeah, great. I, I was very fortunate. I paid with PayPal, uh, like with no, uh, with no other options left. Uh, I went to PayPal and uh, filed a dispute and uh, I returned the money. But that's not the end of the story. In two weeks from now, uh, from that time, the package showed up with a t-shirt. But that's not the end of the story yet. Because in a week from that time, another t-shirt showed up. So they sent me two t-shirts and uh, issued a refund to me because they just couldn't answer an email from the customer. And their, their customer support was non-existent. They didn't have a chat widget. They didn't have uh, any, uh, any communication, any feedback loops. So the very last thing that they sent to me was this uh, automated uh, survey, how did we do? Uh, like the, uh, the five-star rating, like, and everything. And also the question in that survey was like, how can we improve, like, what, what can we improve? So I answered that, like, uh, how did you do terribly? And uh, after that, what can we, what can you improve? Like, and uh, since I understand that they don't speak English because of the autoresponder was uh, in German, even though the website was in English. Yeah, who knows? Uh, I wrote, uh, everything in Google translated, Alice, like just everything, like everything should be improved. So that's what the post-purchase experience can do to your margin. So they basically lost the price of two products, uh, all those people who worked on that. Plus uh, I refunded the money. So they lost some credibility with PayPal or something. Oh my goodness. You know, and, and there are so many instances, I know you're not alone in that. There are so many instances of that and there are so many just opportunities, missed opportunities for businesses to really stand out. You'd think with so much competition on the market in SaaS and e-commerce that that, that that would be a non-negotiable part of it, but it's it's really not. <laughs> yes. So it, it's just about uh, coordination between uh, different departments, if you have different departments. And if uh, you are a solopreneur and you're managing your businesses like just one person, pay attention to customer support and when it becomes unbearable just automate it and delegate it as much as possible but still uh marketing is not ending after the buy button was pressed uh, you need to always uh make a good impression on your customers you need to establish this brand connection otherwise the customers will not even remember what kind of package we're expecting because like there was no communication we just uh, with some uh, sales funnels, that's a very typical situation. You fill in the details, you get charged, you get an order confirmation and crickets. And then you just like, uh, was I scammed? Uh, are we shipping my order? When am I getting my order? And uh, like in very, uh, like for, for those sales funnels uh, owners, uh, they are counting maybe on the customer forgetting that they placed an order. But that's not always the case. Some people rigorously monitor their spending and they're just like, okay, those $49, like, what is it? Uh, and then they just go, like, charge back. Thank you. <laughs> and this is going to hurt the business in more than one way. You know, you mentioned something too in that original story about how most people um, respond to those transactional emails, right? Whether it's yeah. the tracking shipment, the receipts. And I think you know, that presents a great opportunity for us to create, as you called it, the brand branded experience. Um, yeah. Can you speak a little bit to how we can do a better job with those transactional communications? 
So uh, actually, uh, when it comes to post-purchase uh, emails, uh, so there are uh, at least three opportunities to communicate with the customer. So when you are processing the order, you can just say uh, to them like, wait, uh, we're processing your order. You're, you will receive another notification when the order is getting shipped. And when uh, the order is actually shipped, you send them another notification. The order is on the way. And uh, during that time, uh, the customer is uh, already monitoring. Like I know uh, from my experience that uh, I've been uh, usually locating those emails and like going to those tracking pages uh, many times. Uh, and I'm not alone. Our statistics shows that uh, customers on average, they check the tracking pages one or two times per day. That's how involved the customer is in the post-purchase experience. Imagine every time the customer actually had the question, uh, they didn't have a page to go to. They would write to customer support every time, like, where is my order? Is it there yet? Is it there yet? Uh, now? What about now? <laughs> just imagine that scene from Shrek where, like, can you just, like, stop asking where the package is for five minutes? So if that uh, resonates, that's probably because we're all impatient. The customer was very much active when they were choosing the product and adding to the cart, like paying. And then, and then the anticipation, like, because it's uh, literally the only thing that they can do is wait and uh, tell an impatient child to wait. So you know what happens, right? Just like, <laughs> what am I going to do? So the anxiety after the purchase is real and uh, the customers, uh, since they need this information, why not provide it to them proactively? And if there is a delay of a package, uh, it's also an opportunity to apologize and say that you know about this problem, not uh, let the customer actually inform you that there is a delay. And you can definitely benefit from uh, actually having a dashboard where you can see all the delays, all the problems, and uh, address them proactively because you don't have to wait for the customers to tell you that there is a problem because you already might know about that problem way ahead of them. And then the brand actually cares about their customers and uh, provides the, uh, the best they can uh, on every step of the way, uh, the customers are very happy. Uh, and once they are happy, you ask for a review. There is another opportunity that gets missed uh, in businesses that, uh, yes, uh, the customer loved the product, but nobody asked them to post a picture of them actually using the product or wearing the product. And we just, uh, like, this is not our first instinct to just go to social media and tweet about something or post a TikTok video about, like, a T-shirt that we received. Uh, it requires a little bit of nudging, like, oh, yeah, we care about your feedback. Can you please share? And in that case, uh, the perfect opportunity to ask for feedback is literally at that point when the customer opened the, the box. Because that's the high the highlight of uh, their purchasing experience because this is a new thing that they just ordered. It's almost like Christmas. You unpack your presents and they're like, oh my God, this is exactly what I wanted. And in case the customer is not happy, uh, they will tell you as well. Uh, and you can always negotiate with your suppliers like, oh, the product quality is not good. Uh, can we just get a discount or maybe do something about the quality? And then there are a lot of things that you can do because uh, sometimes the customers may complain about uh, shipping delays and you can uh, show to your uh, carriers uh, the report with all the shipping delays and you can get a discount as well. So there are only uh, upsides of knowing about all the problems. AI has already completely revolutionized how we create content. But honestly, 
ChatGPT is not good at long form content. Conversion copywriter here, and to be honest, most AI tools out there stink at long form content. With content at scale in just five minutes, you can generate high quality, engaging, research backed, 2,500 word plus articles. Their AI immediately crawls Google and parses all the top ranking content to generate 100% original research backed 2,500 word articles for your website from a single keyword, an existing YouTube video, a podcast episode like this one, or a URL. Using content at scale's innovative AI technology, an experienced writer can now generate and edit up to 10 long form pieces of content in just one day. And you can get started using content at scale now with my exclusive offer for 20% more post credits for free on any plan you purchase. It's a deal you won't find outside of my special link. So head to the episode description and snag the link now and start rocking long form content with content at scale. Love that idea of, of using that data as leverage in your operating costs. Like, I think that's brilliant in, in that you can go in and, and speak to your suppliers and say like, here are the challenges we have. How are you going to fix them? Like, let's work together. Yeah. And I think that's a really, really smart way of operating. I, I love that. Um, I'd love to chat a little bit more about reviews because I think it's a huge missed opportunity for so many brands. They ask for it once. And then if they don't get it, it's crickets forever. Um, but I think there are many opportunities that we can ask for reviews and leverage them. Can you speak to a little bit about how, how we can do a better job of collecting reviews? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, when it comes to collecting reviews, uh, timing is everything. Uh, we have spoken to uh, multiple e-commerce specialists and they are sharing that the average conversion to a review is probably something below 5%. That's the average industry uh, for collecting reviews. And uh, what we have seen with uh, TrackMage and like properly timed reviews that get uh, like review requests that get sent after the purchase uh, actually made it to the customer's door uh, the conversion rate is 20%. It's like four times uh, higher, uh, which is uh, giving us uh, this opportunity to just say that uh, if you ask the customer at the right time, we are very happy to leave a review. If you ask them before they receive the purchase, we're not going to leave a review. And that's a very frequent case when you're just using the automation that doesn't take into the account where the package is. Uh, something like an autoresponder, like in two weeks, ask the customer to leave a review. But what if they didn't get the package yet? Or what if they got it, but uh, it was uh, one week ago and it's old news, like nobody's going to be excited about leaving a review. And uh, yeah, uh, so with Metal Family, like our uh, signature customer from like very youth influencer with uh, 3 million subscribers. So uh, what they have seen is that uh, once they launched, launched their comic book with 10,000 pieces, uh, out of those 10,000, 2,150 left a review and most of them were five stars. And when people complained, they were complaining about the post, uh, the post office, not uh, about the product or uh, the brand. And later, you can leverage those reviews on in your marketing, on your product pages. You can just uh, show it to your fan base on social media. Just because user-generated content is very uh, important when you're trying to promote a brand. And uh, like I said, 
if you are using TikTok, this is like the biggest, <laughs> the biggest opportunity for a direct-to-consumer brand because when you show how the product is used and if people are happy to use it, that's exactly what uh, consumers on TikTok they like, and uh, that usually just gets viral. Yeah, you see so many new co uh, companies coming out there and using brand reviews posted on social media and then using them as ads as well. It's uh, I, I feel like my yeah. social media feed is constant. <laughs> yes. And uh, um, I have seen some interesting trends uh, in that case because uh, some of the marketers, uh, they actually claim that uh, if you're... Uh, so the biggest... Uh, uh, the biggest influencing factor is if your brand has a lot of followers on TikTok. Like if you want to check if the company uh, has good sales, you just check if uh, they are, there are a lot of followers for the branded hashtag or brand name uh, on TikTok. Uh, yeah, I just don't so know like what is going to happen to that social uh, network uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, in the long run. Like I hope it still stays because right now it's very big. But yeah. in case it gets banned, I think we still have YouTube Shorts uh, because that's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, it's on the rise big time. Uh, and YouTube is doing a big push on Shorts for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love it. I think there's so many opportunities missed and you're highlighting such really simple and you would think like logical steps that most of us would take, but it just gets forgotten. One of the things I want to make sure we chat about is how we can increase the frequency of sales and the amount our customers are spending when they buy that second, third, and fourth time through these types of um, seamless automations and systems. Yes. Uh, so uh, when customers, they are visiting tracking pages, they are very perceptive uh, to the offers that you put there. So if you can uh, create a sep like special offer for the customer, when, like if you order before your package gets there, uh, you're going to get a discount. Or if you uh, want to refill a certain consumable product, you can also uh, put in some uh, e-commerce subscription there. So if like, oh, you like the product, like how about you subscribe? Uh, so there, these are all the opportunities that uh, can increase the frequency of sales and reliability of your business. Because if the customers are constantly buying, you don't have to worry about the next campaign launch or the next uh, product uh, collection that you're going to roll out. You just have the reliability of accounting on those same customers uh, to show up uh, and buy the same products. And uh, again, uh, the opportunity is there uh, on the tracking page. So when they check the status of their order, they don't expect to see the products. The typical experience is that they go to UPS website and they see just some nameless package that is going to some address and some checkpoints. That's all they see. UPS doesn't really allow to brand the experience in any uh, way or form. So uh, if we go to the tracking page provided by the uh, actual brand, uh, they will see the same colors, the same branding. We will see social media feed. We will see uh, products that the brand offers. Even just uh, a simple redirect to the same homepage of the store, uh, that creates a lot of sales opportunities because the customer is, uh, they literally have nothing to do. They're bored. And they come to check on their package for a reason because they want to get it. But uh, in that uh, board state, they can still check out like, oh, what's, what else is uh, on sale? Like, oh, maybe I like this one and this one. Oh, oh, they also give me a discount. Like that's 
eh, no brainer, like uh, I'm going to buy. We have seen that um, just through the uh, tracking page alone, we cannot track we cannot track yet uh, what happens when the customer just goes to the website. But uh, when it comes to the tracking page, from the tracking page alone, from the buy widgets uh, on the tracking page, we got uh, from five to ten percent extra sales uh, for uh, for the stores. It's just like the direct conversion. And if you have uh, like a changing uh, collection, uh, you can just uh, configure a feed from your store and you will not have to change those products manually. They will be rotated every time. When the customer comes to the tracking page, there is gonna be a new set of products. Like, okay, this one, like now, now this one. Uh, so they're going to have a variety to choose from. I love that. I think it's such a, such a simple thing to you know, take control of those redirects. And remember that with every step, there's an opportunity instead of just kind of like leaving them high and dry on the UPS website. <laughs> yes. Now, I'd love to know a little bit about TrackMage, um, how it started and and what it does. Sure. So uh, with TrackMage, uh, it started like we have a very strange uh, founding story. So we went to China uh, to start our first business without speaking Chinese, without knowing what the country is all about and like without even knowing what we're going to do there. We just kind of went uh, out there and decided that we're going to figure it out. We did. Uh, so we understood that uh, a lot of people, uh, when they think about China, it's Chinese products. So we are going to help them uh, purchase the products from those Chinese suppliers. This created our first business where we had the fulfillment center and helped retailers actually buy products from China and check the quality. We had very similar problem with uh, like when they get the order, we are celebrating. And then the rest is just like losing money, losing money, losing money. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, and then we realized that with uh, just handling the entire entire process alone was very was very challenging. Uh, and we, that's what, why we decided to automate certain parts, especially that uh, answer to the question: Where is the uh, order? When is it coming? Uh, how many uh, products were already gathered? So we had the tracking system. And uh, that's why we have all those uh, wholesale capabilities of tracking pages in TrackMage, because uh, we know about those orders where you have to gather it from different suppliers. And then you just need to communicate to your customer when like this thing is getting there, this thing, this thing, this thing. So uh, that gives your customer this one hub where we can see all the packages that are coming and they don't worry. So yeah, that's uh, the key. Uh, the key proposition. So we offer tracking pages for the stores. Uh, we integrate with Shopify and WooCommerce, uh, and uh, we integrate with all other systems through Zapier. And Zapier currently integrates with uh, 5,000 apps. We are one of those 5,000. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to TrackMage, what it does, uh, it helps uh, provide this seamless post-purchase experience with uh, timely uh, sent emails, uh, which are also customized and you can customize the language, the location uh, specifics uh, based on the campaign type that you want to send. So what else we have? We have uh, the widgets uh, that you can put on your store, some upsell widgets, uh, these are, like these are separate from tracking pages. And then we have uh, customizable tracking pages that uh, allow to, uh, like instead of redirecting your customer to DHL, FedEx, UPS or whatever, 
uh, you can keep them at your uh, own store and you can control what they see uh, and how it looks. Because uh, on mobile, uh, it's different and uh, we have everything mobile responsive. So, and the customers, they don't have to download any apps, uh, like in case of Shopify shop, they have to download an app. And in that app, uh, what Shopify was going for, they actually wanted to create a similar to Amazon marketplace. So you do not control where that customer goes uh, from your store uh, on that marketplace as well. So like there, there are some upsides and downsides every time. So uh, we provide that uh, tracking page where you fully control what they see. You can put your tracking pixels there so you can see it in your Google Analytics as well and uh, monitor what the experience is. You can put your chat widget uh, on that same page so that you don't have to wait for the customer to email you because they can just chat with you on the tracking page. And then of course, uh, upsells. Uh, so upsells, they are always there and uh, plenty of those. That's awesome. I mean, what a, a simple but powerful tool that businesses can execute. It takes all of the brain power basically necessary out. Like you, you've, you've identified, okay, these are all the places that most people make the mistakes. We're just going to solve it for you and package it together so that it's just easy for everyone on both yeah. sides. I, I love that. So for those who are listening now who want to learn more about TrackMage and you, where can they find you online? They can find me on LinkedIn. That's my favorite uh, social media. Uh, and uh, they can find us uh, as TrackMage uh, on pretty much every other social uh, network. So it's like Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever. You can find us. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to mention one thing that you brought up about those errors. Mm -hmm. uh, one other challenge that we have seen with e-commerce businesses is that uh, when customers were filling in their information, we frequently make typos in the emails. So all this beautiful automation doesn't work if the email contains, an, contains a typo. And in that case, uh, we have a script that you can put on any email input field uh, and it's going to validate uh, what that email uh, actually, that that email actually exists. It's not just a validation like, oh, does it look uh, legit with A? No, it's not about that. It's about checking if that email uh, actually exists on the server. And after that, uh, you only get, uh, well, basically for Metal Family, we eliminated the bounce rate uh, to 100 like it just like went from uh, around like 20 30 percent bounce rate it went to zero uh because uh their audience uh let's say because uh metal family is a cartoon series they had a lot of immature audience members and that's why they had like a lot of typos in those emails and then their worried parents of those children they were just like uh, not even pestering, they were just like flooding in on all the social media, all the uh, emails that they could get a, a hold of and uh, saying some stuff like, okay, where is the order? You uh, charged us, but like, where is it? And then they just had to locate that misspelled email. So we eliminated that with a, a simple script that can be put on any uh, email input and you can get validations uh, as part of your uh, TrackMage subscription. Yeah. Wow. That is such a, I mean, I've done that before where I've misspelled my name in emails and had the email back and get things changed. And what a simple but powerful fix. Uh, and it sounds like at TrackMage, you guys are looking for those opportunities to fix problems as well in the future. Yes. 
absolutely. So right now we're working on uh, some great functionality, but uh, that's why I was mentioning TikTok, I was mentioning yeah. all that. Uh, so we're uh, working on the functionality to not only get the review, but also get uh, some uh, pictures, videos from the customers, and then ask them to share them on social media if a review is positive. If a review is not positive, like I, I wouldn't recommend to just share it because it's going to be automatically switched off. Like uh, you will get this information; it's going to stay private, and you can reach out to the customer and at least apologize because not a lot of brands do that. So, like, oh yeah, bad experience. Like we've got plenty of our customers. Yeah, so don't true. underestimate like the, the power of an angry customer because again like united break breaks guitars like remember that uh, famous uh, angry yeah. customer like it kind of ruined the business for entire well they became a meme now like that's <laughs> yeah it's so true i i i think that's if anyone takes something away from today i think it's it's i think don't underestimate any part of the purchase or post purchase experience because every single detail really does matter yes and you spent already the money to acquire that customer why waste it yeah because like you acquired the customer not to give them the bad experience uh but to actually make a lifelong fan uh, that uh, can support the business buy more tell to their friends uh and if you're not after that kind of recognition what are you doing in the business event? like <laughs> i just don't understand it's so true. It's so true. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. I learned so much. I think there are so many little but powerful tips and gems in this episode that I'm I'm sure the listeners are going to grab onto because regardless of the type of business you run, there there are those like forgotten opportunities that I think all of us need to go through our purchasing and post-purchasing experience, comb through and just find ways to reduce that friction and, and create that, yeah. that branded experience. A very uh, eye-opening exercise for anyone who runs an e-commerce business is that uh, go and buy something from your store oh, yeah. uh, and buy it as an anonymous. Uh, and you will just like, you know, what, what? You, you will have a lot of questions if something is wrong. But if, uh, yeah, if everything is great, uh, kudos to you. But uh, in most of the cases that I have seen is that like you purchase something and then like yeah, we have a lot of room for improvement. Mm, it's so true. The old not so secret secret shopper. <laughs> yes. Just don't awesome. use your like your director's email, like because like the, the same email, like that's going to be a dead giveaway. Like, yeah, oh no, my no, god, no. like yes. Like <laughs> mystery shopper. Like, yeah, the director just bought, like, yeah. All hands on deck. <laughs> I'll wake everyone up for sure. Oh my goodness. Yes. Thank you so much, Irina. This was a wonderful time. I really appreciate it. And uh, for anyone looking to learn more about how you can make five to 10% extra sales on autopilot, there is a free ebook available. I'll have the link in the description below for you to snag that and start making more sales. Awesome. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me in another episode of the Hustle Less, Profit More podcast. Thanks to our season one sponsor, Asteri Pursuit Marketing and Communications. You can find show notes and resources at hustlelessprofitmorepodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us where you get your podcasts. Join us again next time to uncover more of the keys to achieving success, wealth, fulfillment, and freedom. Thanks for listening.